Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook out there. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by AJ Hayfley, as always. And while the Avs have three days off in the bubble, most teams played either yesterday or today. So things are starting to shape up both in the play-in rounds as well as in the round robin. So... One, we'll go over the Avs heading towards playing against Dallas tomorrow night. And two, we can look at some of the scenarios, how things might play out for the Avs, how things based on the round robin, where they could end up, some of the teams they might end up looking at playing against. First of all, AJ, your Isles did manage to uh, take home win number two this morning. So congratulations on that. Yeah, it helps that Florida looks awful. Yeah. It uh it has not been a fun bubble for Florida from the exhibition onward, basically. Yeah. Um so far, all fun and games for the Isles. You know, Varley looks great. I uh feeling feeling okay about that one right now, and now we have uh we got three shots to clinch that thing, so let's lock that down. There you go. Sometimes lucky, I suppose. Uh, the the playing rounds have been interesting. Game one kind of felt like complete chaos. Had no yeah. idea what was going to happen. The 12 seeds popped off a little bit. Not totally unexpected, right? Because they played one exhibition game and you really didn't know what you were going to get. Yeah, it really it really gave you the uh, that that true feel of just how chaotic hockey can, can get. Yeah, exactly. Because it's it, in, in like a best of seven, you know, you kind of have confidence in, especially when there's some separation in talent, like you have confidence that certain things are going to eventually work out, but in one, in, in a one game, any, anything, you know, any given night scenario, there's yeah. like, there's any possibility a goalie just doesn't have it as, as we saw with Mike Smith, just definitely not having a- anything <laughs> Yeah, was like... as, as we're seeing Darcy Kemper right now, um, is, is, become is, a sieve. <laughs> yeah, is, is really helping Nashville get back in that one. Um, you know, and that's, that's the, that's the big thing. We talked about it. We said, Hey, Goalies are going to define this. Either they're going to do something insane or they're not. And like we we talked like, hey, Carey Price was when the matchups came out. Carey Price against Pittsburgh. He'd done it before. It was a thing that, you know, that was, it was possible. You could understand if, if Carey Price, if he went off, Montreal would have a chance. And, you know, we've seen through two games so far. Guy looks incredible out of nowhere randomly didn't play very well all season doesn't matter right like four four months off you have no idea what's going to happen all he has to do is get hot for a week yep. and so now now montreal's in that and i didn't think it would happen i thought the chances were against them but against that happening now carry price looks looks great and you're like okay well it is what again. it is, yeah. Like, and Voodoo City, basically. Um, thankfully, if Carey Price does do the unthinkable and 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 move that team forward, that's not something the Avs really have to worry about. As that's in the East, at least. Yeah, but, and well, and and even 
I mean, look at Philip Grubauer. We all we all kind of agreed that in the exhibition against Minnesota, looked a little fine. shaky. <laughs> yeah, right. Was not his was not his normal C puck stop puck, and yep. then shows up against St. Louis and has no problem. Like gives, gives up, up gives goal. up the one goal. Yep. On in the first four shots is a perfect shot. It's fine. Just locks it down from there. Plays great. Doesn't have to make any spectacular, oh my gosh, saves. Just does his job from then on. Yeah. And he has a chance to win. Have no, I mean, it, it, going into that game, like that was one of the question marks. How's the group going to handle it? And handled it just fine. And here we are, feeling good. Hard not to feel good about things as the Avs are pretty much in the driver's seat when it comes to their round robin. Yeah. Uh, I, I suppose we should start there. Let's play out their round robin scenarios before we get into potential future opponents. They beat the Blues, so they are 1-0 alongside mm. Vegas, who beat Dallas in regulation last night. Quite the quite the comeback. Yeah. Vegas down 3-1 in the third period, end up winning that game 5-3, first of all. Dallas kind of collapsed. Um, so the Avs are at worst can finish one and two, which theoretically they could still finish in the fourth seed, but it would be very, very difficult for them to end up in the fourth seed. Yeah. They'd have to, then Dallas would have to win out. Yeah. Vegas and Dallas would have to be the one and two seeds. Right. Dallas would have to win out. Vegas would have to beat Colorado. And then St. Louis uh, would have to, Win lose them. one of the two games. Right. They'd have to lose to Dallas and then beat Vegas. Whichever. It wouldn't matter. Um is if they if both Colorado and, the and St. Louis either either way, yeah. and but but Dallas has to win both of their games because they yeah. need more points in the abs. Yeah. So Yeah. Um yeah. So that would be that would be the only way that Colorado can get uh fourth right now. So they are they if they win tomorrow, they guarantee a top two spot. They can't lock up the one seed, but they if they win, if they beat Dallas tomorrow, they guarantee themselves one or two. Yep. They guarantee a top two seed with a win against the Dallas tomorrow. Um, and, you know, right now it's looking big. Like, we haven't really talked a lot about, like, possible matchups. Like, I, oh, I want Vancouver, you know. Yeah. Um, but we haven't really seriously looked at very many of the matchups. And we're getting down. Today's the first day um, of of p- potential limit elimination. So, um, of, of course, it's out east, but it, it, the point is that it's happening fast. Right. This by the by the end of tonight, we will have um, Arizona Nashville could be uh, elimination. Calgary Calgary Winnipeg will guaranteed be in the elimination phase. Um, Minnesota Vancouver. Yeah. Could also slide into well, uh, elimination. It every single play in round series has a back to back scheduled in it. So by yeah. the end of this week, teams will be eliminated in the West. Yeah. Um, theoretically, theoretically, um, Arizona because they they play they're playing right now and then they play before they play tomorrow afternoon as well. Um, could if be Arizona decided. Were, yeah. Yeah. Arizona could Nashville could be eliminated before the Abs even play again. Based on today's score, that's looking pretty unlikely, but it could right. <laughs> it's, 
It's it's funny because Arizona's actually whooping that ass, but Darcy Kemper. So you can't stop a puck. again. Goaltending game. Yeah, goaltending <laughs> is just it's in in best of fives. Goaltending is going to be chaos king. Yeah, for sure. It it's incredible how much it affects a series. And I talked about it. Uh, we were watching on the DNVR lounge the the Edmonton Chicago game the other night, and it's like. All Edmonton really needs to get by Chicago is average goaltending, and they're yeah. just barely getting it, or they just barely got it in game two, at least. Yeah. And they managed to win six to three, but it's so hard to trust either of those teams. Yeah. All that confidence that we had in Edmonton beating Dallas in, uh, in round one, I, for me anyway, that's gone. Yeah. They look bad, dude. And like we, you know, when when the matchups first were announced, I said that that was intriguing. I said that if Corey Crawford plays well, that could get fun, uh, because that was just a unique matchup. Like that was a that was a unique problem for Edmonton to have to try and deal with. You have you have Very a team weak with that defenses, kind of, <laughs> yeah, like pretty weak defensively, but really high end offensive talent. Um, biggest question in net is goaltending. Like if Edmonton, if Edmonton is playing, I don't know, either one of these Arizona or Nashville teams, I'd feel a lot better about Edmonton. Like I, I just, I think they would just match up better because what they, what they have in Connor McDavid is such an advantage. And then against Chicago, there's so much offensive talent in that top six that, uh, and both teams are bad enough defensively that they can punch counter punch each other in in ways other teams can't. Yeah, and we're seeing that play out right now in that series as it's just it's high octane madness. It's unbelievably sloppy, but it, it, you know part Structure of me loves a suggestion yeah. in that series. Part of me loves that type of hockey, but like watching McDavid just accidentally turn Olimata inside out and then go shelf is like that hurts me inside a little bit. <laughs> I I thought it was that dude that dude rolls out and drops a hat trick. Yeah. Gets a, gets a little bit lucky along the way. Third goal and, lucky for sure. Yeah. And and like I had joked that uh when we were talking some of our draft kicks picks of the week, uh we we had talked about like I said, "Oh, he's gonna he's gonna have eight points in three games. They're gonna get out of there. He's got seven, and and, two. and it's like there's gonna be at least four games. This guy could he's gonna have a twelve point series, and they they could theoretically still lose that thing. Yeah, he uh, not only does he have seven points in uh, in two games, but." The one closest challenger to him was playing for Chicago in Kubalik, yeah. who put up five points in game one. Yeah. So I think we were on to something in, in picking the, the points leader from that series at least. But Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was funny because um, the first day of all this, all of our predictions basically got lit on fire. Yeah. Day one, it was like, oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, and then, like, they've started to come around. Um, still, you know, one game, like, you still have best hopes. Yeah. So it's, it's 
but feeling not great. I mean, you felt a lot better when none of the teams you picked went down 0-2 at least. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That was yeah. And you know, I'm I'm still really not that concerned about Edmonton Chicago. I still think Edmonton comes out of that. I just Chicago's just really bad. Yeah, I agree mostly because you have Connor McDavid still. <laughs> yeah, of course. But I, I'm thinking wherever, like, if the Avs somehow work their way to the fourth seed, I don't know if it would be the worst thing in the world anymore. Like, yeah. Connor McDavid owns the Avs, but it's like, could they could they handle that? <laughs> could given, they get by? Given how terrible their forward depth looks. Yeah. And how terrible their defense look and how they're just trying to scrape by with Miko Koskinen. I wouldn't be that worried, to be honest with you. Like, if you base it on this series, you're like, all right, cool. Give McDavid two goals a game and the Avs will just score six and it'll be fine. Yeah, where it's like, okay, then you spot them at least two. Don't take penalties. Yeah. Like, just straight up... 5v5 that thing as much as possible. Roll your line. Decline power plays, too. Don't even mess with it. Just go hard, 5v5. hard match the Landy Kadri Nachushkin shutdown line against McDavid to just limit him where you yeah. can and then just let McKinnon and your, your offensive third line just kind of run over whatever Edmonton has to offer. Yeah, exactly. So, I... Yeah, Edmonton, honestly, oh, we said it before, but none of these teams really scare me. But we can talk about that in the second period, as we do have to talk about Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer here at DNVR. I got a Breck Lager right here for you. You can head on down to the farmhouse anytime to pick yourself up some beer directly from the source. Or, of course, always go down to the DNVR bar and get it directly on tap from there. Great beer. I love all of it, whether it be the Mile High City, the lager I just showed you, the Avalanche Amber, you name it, a dozen other beers they have. They're all great. Highly recommend it. If you haven't tried it yet, get on it. Head on over to their website. You can use the Breck Beer, excuse me, the Breck Beer Locator to find it near you. And of course, as AJ mentioned, DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook out there. You can bet on just about anything, whether it be McDavid scoring the most points in the play-in round, whether it be basketball games, whether it be baseball games, while baseball is still at least kind of sort of happening out there. So jump on DraftKings Sportsbook today. They have some amazing slam dunk offers. Odds boost every single week for great chances to win yourselves way more money than you probably could have. As even with UFC especially, sometimes they have offers that are basically just giving you free money. I'm not going to lie to you. It's super easy to win a lot of money that way. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code DNVR when you sign up. For a limited time, all users can get a special odds boost. Bet $20 to win $100 on any team of your choosing. That's code DNVR and boost your odds to $20 to win $100 only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Other terms, conditions, and eligibility restrictions apply. See Draft DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings. The Avs play Dallas on Wednesday. Mm. Interesting matchup. It The 
the Vegas game had me nervous and then gave me a lot of confidence. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Seeing them go up 3-1 pretty quickly in the second period on them was like, oh, okay. That game felt a lot like the games Dallas played against Colorado in the regular season, if you can remember all the way back to October. Uh, but then watching them fold like a, a piece of paper, basically. Cheap tip. Yeah, exactly. It, Vegas just decided to play offense, and Dallas had no answer to it. And it was like, okay, this is the team that I was not afraid of. I remember now. <laughs> well, and Dallas even getting to the three is where it's like, you know, they got shut out by Nashville in the exhibition game. Yep. It didn't really look particularly competitive throughout that. Um and then the second half of that, or I guess really just the third period of that Vegas game was a total fiasco for them. But it, it, all of this sort of drives home while you, why you and I have been kind of dismissive of them mm-hmm. as a whole. You know, I know that um, they went 4-0-0 against the Avs this year. It's the only team in the NHL the Avs didn't beat. Yep. And... I know that there are some people that that are like, "Why are we? Why are you guys just not worried about it?" <laughs> yeah, and it's like, "Hey, look, like Dallas. We're not saying Dallas can't beat Colorado. They could, they could definitely beat them tomorrow." Yep, in that's a one game scenario. Yeah, sure. and that's certainly possible. Um, but in the round robin, in in a best of seven, I just think Colorado Colorado will overwhelm them with talent. Uh, they have so the disparity in skill, especially as Ben continues to regress. Yep. Um, it's just it's really they've got Sagan, they've got Radulov, Gurionov's breakout has been important for them. Rupe Hints has been important for them, and like those are those are solid guys. With Sagan being the only one that's like dangerous. Well. It's another. It's not that different from what I think we talked about with the Blues, where if that team gets a lead, it's going to be harder. Uh, yeah. What happened against Vegas gives me a little more confidence even then. But if this is a tie game or the Avs are leading, the moves they made to add a bunch of old dudes, Pavelski, Perry, Sekera on the back end, this is another team that the Avs can just absolutely skate to death. Yeah. I think and and like given that they are committed to trying to play two one hockey, yep, and that they they're very reliant on the power their power play to score, they they have to they have to be extra disciplined against this team. They cannot they can't absolutely cannot give that power play unit uh, very many very many cracks at it. We saw it even during the when one of the the keys to their to their success against the Avs this year was their power play ate up the Avs PK. Yep. And you know if you only have to score, you're only you're only going to score three goals in a game, and you you put them on the PK and you give them a freebie. You know there was that one game where they had uh, uh, in Dallas that I covered that they were it was just that that penalty parade. Yep. At the beginning were, of the game. They couldn't stay out of the box to save their lives. It was like Sam Girard took a penalty on the first shift of the game, and then they were in the box for the first like six minutes of that game. Yep. They were down one nothing before anybody had even settled in. And that was also the broken stick game. Mm-hmm. 
And that's which is another reason why you and I have kind of been like mm. some of the goals they've scored against the Abs have yeah. been pretty chintzy, man. <laughs> yeah, and like two of those games because they played Dallas twice in a week um, back then. But we're we're in November of of last yep. year, and it's it's August now. Like there's hey, there's a four month break from the season, and then there's these guys played each other last November. Like, come on. So it's, it's not, it's not terribly instructive, but I, I will say that the, the special teams take on an elevated importance here because they just can't let Dallas have free shots at offense. Dallas has such a hard time creating offensively that they need, they need the power play. I mean, it's what they're built to do. Their offense is pretty top heavy and their defense is built around guys like Haskin and then Klingberg. Yeah. It, that's just a team that's built to score on the power play and then shut you down. Basically with that being said, I do think their defense is a little bit overrated when you're leaning on someone like Sekera to play significant minutes for you. Your, your top minute player is Essa Lindell. Yeah. I think Lindell is where when you say overrated. I feel like Lindell, he got that big contract and like, He's yeah. he's he's okay, um. But I, as their top minute guy, it's like, what are you doing? Yeah, it feels like it feels excessive. <laughs> like Miro Haskinen's your horse. <laughs> you guys have to figure that out. Is one is one thing that's nice about Jared Bednar. You look at their top ice time guys in the, against St. Louis. Sam Sam Gerrard is the even strength guy, and Kill McCarr leads in all ice time. Yep, among D, and it was like those Seems are the like guys you want to ride. Like, right? <laughs> those are the guys that you want to throw out there and see eating up most of the minutes. Even True. though the third pairing played well against St. Louis, you're still saying, "Hey, like we got," especially because they were down one nothing for such a long time. That hey, you want to see those guys out there a little more often. Yep, maybe not so much together. I think as much as we loved the idea of turn and burn. We keep seeing it this year, and it just keeps not working out very well. I mean, tiptoeing around this conversation, putting McCarr and Gerard out there in a system that has emphasized shots from the point, it gets a little bit clunky. Yeah, well, because McCarr doesn't like to shoot from the point. He wants to walk in with the puck, and Gerard can't shoot from the point. Right. Exactly. He's did he had like what the one shot on the second power play unit mm-hmm. the other day and it was just like why are we even doing this? Predictably <laughs> a waste of time where yep. it's like that's just it's at this point in his career, it straight up is not who he is. Someone told him to shoot and he shot, but stop. <laughs> yeah, it's like like there are times where he needs to shoot it, you know, where yep. he's got a wide open shooting lane, he gets way too cute with it. That was not one of those times. Yep. But whatever. That's neither here nor there. The stars, the stars I'm just not super afraid of. Um, they've got some talent. They've got a little bit of speed. But pretty much everything that they have, the abs, the abs can match. It's it's the same story as every other team in this bubble, right? The only thing you're afraid of is a hot goaltender. And yeah. Ben Bishop just got bodied by the Vegas Golden Knights in game well, one. So. You wonder, does that pop the bubble or does that refocus him? I see Was what that... you did there. I see what you did there with popping the bubble. 
Did you see uh, a player left the bubble today? I didn't. Yeah, um, I don't remember who it was, but had a uh, had a baby, so he left. The oh bubble. yeah, yeah, yeah. Who? Someone was like, I. Was it Fiala? No, it must not have been Fiala. I don't know who it was, but I, I remember seeing something like that on NBCSN where he's like, "Yeah, I'm here, but when my baby's coming, I'm leaving." <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't remember who it was, but left, and then they said that when he comes back, he actually has to quarantine. He's got to get. He's got to have. Um, uh, four yeah. days of consecutive negative tests over four straight days uh, in, until he's allowed to actually return to hockey activities. Oh, it was Ivan Barbashev. There you go. Thank it's you. It's super yeah. interesting that like he's he's able to he's able to leave that bubble and and go do that and then come back re quarantine and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and like for St. Louis, it's a good break that he's not important and like he's not a huge part of what they do you know that's not tarasenko like right that's not like if ryan o'ryan left you're ryan o'reilly left you're like oh boy that's (laughs) there he comes comes back like he ends up missing you know he ends up missing their last round robin game he misses the first two games of the series if they're whatever or whatever or something yeah yeah you're like oh man that's really or it's like bennington yeah (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Definitely would be more of a story, I think. Yeah, like he's he's a nice player on their fourth line, but not. Which I guess neither we're looking at this just from a a blood sport perspective, but I think it's 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 cool that he's they're allowing him to go do that yeah. and that they 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 also have a protocol in place where it's not like he just pops into the bubble and is like, "Hey, I'm back." Everything's yeah. fine. I'm I'm super healthy. I promise. I mean, right. Uh, good that they're following protocols. Good that they let him go. I think it's a win win yeah. all the way around here. Definitely. Right? I just I I didn't know for sure what they had planned uh, for for situations like that because we did know like hockey players plan babies yeah. around the off season. <laughs> yep. Um. Did not know that a pandemic was coming. So, you know, um. It was. It's it's I think it's really cool that the NHL is allowing that. Yeah, I I agree. Uh, look, there are as much as I love hockey being back, and I hope it stays back. There are bigger things in the world than hockey, yeah. and having a child yeah. is certainly one of those things. <laughs> like, let me let me tell you, man. I as much as like this is this is cool and like the bubble is neat and all that. I have no faith that they can do a regular season at this point. Just watching the MLB, yeah, that that's a disaster, man. It's just even trying to travel seems like. Yeah, I'm not even trying to think about it because I'm like, November's gonna get here, and we still won't have figured this out. Yeah, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get there. For now, we're just looking at the quest for the asterisk. Don't think that far. For an hour, just trying to get through the round robin. Yeah, right. Exactly. So. We can take our second period break there as, of course, our number one hockey sponsor here, Green Mountain Dental Group, group looking after teeth, take care of everything when you end up taking a puck to the face now that I believe some beer leagues are now back open or men's leagues or, or whatever you play hockey 
people are getting back on the ice and, and taking pucks to the face again. So Green Mountain Dental Group has you covered. They're just 15 minutes outside of downtown Denver in Lakewood. So be sure to give them a visit. Our sales manager, Lindsay, actually just went there a couple of weeks ago to get her wisdom teeth removed. And she said it was one of the best dental experiences of her entire life. They even send you a personal card back to your home after becoming a new patient to let you know and schedule when you need to go in there and get your checkups. So they got you covered. Even if you need a new toothbrush, when you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, they will send you a free Sonicare toothbrush. So be sure to tweet and let everybody know when you go. You'll get all hooked up and it will be the best a dental experience can be. Yo, what? Taylor Hall is a man possessed in this game. Just popped off, he's trying to drag he's, Arizona to decency. He's all over the place. He and Ryan Ellis got into a big old fight. All right. He's, he's playing like an animal today. So uh, we'll just go ahead and clip that for when the Avs sign him. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Third period of the DNVR. I love that we just podcast. casually talk about it like it's going to happen. And <laughs> <Right>? like. <laughs> Every time that we do, somebody will message me and be like, they can't afford him. And it's just like, <laughs> well, maybe they I can. I don't want to have this conversation again. <laughs> Wait until October. Anyway, the focus on Dallas. Let me put it this way first. We can ramp this up by saying, do you believe the Avs get a top two seed? Yes. All right. So let's assume the Avs finish one, two. What are they looking at for opponents in the first round right now? We kind of mentioned Edmonton. If they make it out, the Avs would not be playing them as a one or two seed. Yeah, well, and that's if they if so. If Colorado gets the top seed and Chicago wins that series, it's Chicago. That's who it is, right? And that team, the I think the Avs blow up basically. <laughs> they, I mean, they smoked them in the regular season, except for that really weird third period comeback in Denver in their fourth yeah. matchup of the season where the Avs were trying to finish off the season sweep. Yep. And Chicago scored like three goals in six minutes. And what was an Avs game that they were controlling. And they just kind of collapsed. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that kicked off their like that run of terrible goaltending and yeah. Well, and like the games that they just, that, that weird stretch in December, early January where they, they couldn't hold a lead in the third period. Yep. They, you know, they had the Carolina game, yeah. Yeah, Car- they had Carolina. Uh, they had the Chicago game. They rolled into Vegas and then blew out Vegas, and it was super <laughs> random because it was like, oh, these guys can't hold a lead. And they went in there, and Natushin scores off his face. And it was just so – it was such a weird stretch of the season. Yep. And uh, they, lost that, they lost at home to Minnesota because that was when – they were like begging Frankie to take the starting goaltender job. No, they were like, and he just couldn't do it. Yeah, he totally fell apart. Wow, against Minnesota was just such a weak performance. And yeah, it was uh, it was a weird weird part of the season. But that's where that's where that would be right now. Um, Arizona is the 11 seed, so if if. You know, they win that series, the one seed. That that best the two seed. One or two seed has to play Arizona no right. matter what if they move on. Yep. If they get a top two seed, the big thing, the 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 big thing, 
that they that they really avoid is the Calgary Winnipeg. Yep. They're guaranteed to avoid that series. The eight nine sneaky team type of thing. Yeah. And you know, watching that series this this really reinforces it like, hey. Don't be afraid of anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean I I'm certainly not afraid of anybody in the West. I'll I'll put it that way. I think the Evs in a seven game series. Has there been anybody that in the qualifying round that you've watched so far out west where you're like, ooh, I don't want them in the first? Not really. I the the only team that gives me pause is, has been Minnesota. Even Minnesota, I and wouldn't be particularly worried about. Me neither. Like, I'm like, look, they didn't play very well in the exhibition game and still beat them. Yep. Exactly. If they, if they, if they bring their A game, they will crush those dudes. Yeah. I, I don't know what there is to be afraid of, given. I think, particularly after making that video about the Avs defense in the lead up to this. I think I've been underestimating how strong this team is defensively. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of people have, I've been trying to hammer away at it all year. This is a top 10 defensive team and on a good day, man, maybe top five. Yeah. Like I knew they were good, but they do not make anyone's life easy when it comes to scoring goals. You aren't seeing games like this Edmonton Chicago series where you get free lanes to the net. It's not, Every goal that you grind out against these guys, it's either, honestly, most of the time comes down to a pretty minor mistake that you had to make the perfect play on, or maybe there was a miscommunication. Or it's on the, or it's a PK. Yeah, sure. Or someone took a like, penalty. But like they're five. Special they, teams is great. They are pretty much a complete package at five on five. It's it's hard to argue yeah. against. Well, and and that's where you look at. Uh, when when we're talking in the off season about them moving on from a guy like a Zadorov, um, or or I guess lesser conversations have been like maybe they move on from Cole, yeah. maybe they maybe they sell high on Graves, you know things like that. But with with the six that they have, you know they've got four really good skaters uh, in Zadorov, Johnson, Makar, Gerard. And then Cole's fine. Like I don't, I've, I, I wouldn't put him as a plus or a negative as a skater. And I would have Graves as the only negative skater. And, but, but beyond that, like, so you've got, they've got good feet. Um, really like physically EJ is an underrated physical defender. He's, he likes to get his hands on guys a lot more, especially at this point in his career. He gets a lot more physical with dudes than we give him credit for. Uh, Zadorov and Cole—that's that's what they do. Yep. And then we saw with Makar the other day; he has no issues playing that game. It's really just Gerard that doesn't like to do that, and he plays defense in other ways that are just fine. Right. He's he's a really effective defender in in the ways that he is successful. Yep. So so it's it's a really like the group is varied in what it does well. Um. They, I would say they could really use one more solid puck mover because EJ at the stage of his career doesn't do that so much. 
Like it was weird because during training camp he was all over the place. It's, he was doing it every day, and then the game started, and it was like he went right back into that safe shell where he was like, "I don't want to do that." I mean, yeah, and and this is the future of why the Abs are trying to eventually get Connor Timmins and Bowen Byram into the lineup. Yeah, two more effective um, puck moving guys. And I mean, let's right. It's exactly that. The reality of Connor Timmins and Bowen Byram is the Avs probably want these guys to slot into more relatively defensive roles with puck moving ability. Yeah, long in, in the immediate, likely to replace Nikita <laughs> Zadorov, but long term, probably also looking at being an Eric Johnson replacement as far as role. Yeah, definitely. So it. Well, it's three nothing Nashville. Yep. All right. So that series is going one one. Uh, if Nashville wins, if the Avs get a top two seed, it's non-issue at least for round one because the Nashville at six seed at highest would be playing the third seed from the West. So yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunately still very unclear in the West because with Nashville likely tying up that series. Canucks wild play tonight. There are no two O's. The East is much more clear cut with Carolina leading two O and the, and the Isles leading two O. So the West as always, always extremely competitive murky. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Are there any series that you feel differently about, even though we might just be one, one game into them, like Minnesota, Arizona, like those are, I guess, that game's at three nothing now, so we're feeling like that's probably gonna be tied up. But are there from what you've seen so far, are there any series that you feel differently about, East or West? I think I'd still pick the same winners in every series. Mm-hmm. Um definitely feeling way less confident in Vancouver. They were so bad. Yeah, it was not a fun game to watch. Well, and they were they were bad in the exhibition, and then they were they followed it up, and we're like, no, we're still not here. Yep. So, it uh, honestly, other than that, I think everything is is pretty much on schedule for me. I guess Boston losing to Tampa Bay was a little bit surprising, but I knew that the Eastern Robin was going to be a bloodbath. Oh yeah. I lost to Philly four one. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I didn't see that game. So I have no opinion on it whatsoever. All I saw was the score. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew that round round was going to be a bloodbath. So yeah, just didn't think that was quite how it was going to play out. But yeah, this is the West for as murky as it is. This is exciting. This is exactly what I wanted out of like a playoff super tournament. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a wire to wire banger. I think it's it's been really fun so far, and the schedule. I would say the only thing is is that uh, Colorado being in the in the round robin means that the schedule sucks for us. Right, <laughs> three because, days off after they return. Yeah, right. Because it's like I literally I don't know what to write about today. Yep, uh, practice is going on. We can't see it. We don't know if there's line changes or whatever, and like we'll do media afterwards. And I'm sure uh, Mike Mike Chambers has taken on the role of asking Jared Bednar the uh, what are your what were your lines during practice? Question like were there any changes? So I'm sure we'll we'll definitely get that information. 
But Bender doesn't like to to, to reveal what's going to happen before. Yeah, and so like we may not we may not know. He's always been murky about that, and then all of a yeah. sudden you show up in the Mesnikovs on the first line, and you're like, hold on. <laughs> Yeah, well, and we may not we may not know which goalie is gonna is going until I, tomorrow. Yeah, when I definitely don't think we'll get to know that one. But and it's like it's it's just like I don't know what to write about because this is such a weird like dead space. Yep. Um, where there's nothing there's nothing really for me to talk about. Abs perspective, like normally things aren't going perfectly, and so there's <laughs> there's things to break down. There's things to talk about. As of right now, they won the exhibition game. They're one and zero in the round robin. They kind of control their own fate right now. Um, I was wrong about if they get the top seed, they avoid Calgary, Winnipeg. They would obviously, if they, all they, of the top seeds if they win out, the book, yeah, yeah, if all of them win out, they would get Calgary. All right, so the second seed is the key. Would I mean? Wouldn't that be interesting to to run that back with Colorado as the top seed the next year? Mm-hmm. After after they beat after they reversed it last time, yeah, be like that would be, be kind of fun. I mean, Sean asked, do they switch goalies? It's something they've talked about in the round robin. It's some if you're going to give Frankie any opportunity, you have to give him uh, a round robin game. Yeah, you can't have him going cold into playoff games that could eliminate or push you towards elimination. If yeah, you, and that's. I, that's not off the table. Maybe the Evs say, hey, we're just going to go with Grubauer, but you're locking yourself into that decision if you don't give Frankie a round-robin game. Yeah, and we talked about this in the post-game show. If you wanted to go Grubauer today because he played so well against St. Louis that you're hoping that he's he just gets into that rhythm and that all of a sudden, you know, he's he's at the top of his game and you're trying to ride that, that's fine. Um, it's That sucks for Frankie. But if Grubauer's playing well, like that's life, right? Yeah. It, you, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. Like there may not be a need for them to get cute. And, you know, this isn't, this isn't choosing a goaltender is not a democratic process. Yep. You know, the, the, there's nothing that says Jared Bednar needs to give Pavel Francouz a game in the round robin. He said before. Uh, the it started. I don't remember if it was after exhibition or before, but he said that the plan was to swap them in and out throughout the round robin. But if Grubauer played that well against St. Louis, he might just say, "Go do it again." And if Gruby does it again, we we just won't see Fran. Yeah, I I think that's pretty much the case. I, the abs have wanted Grubauer to be the number one all along, and it is what it is. So yeah, I mean, there's logic in doing both, right? Yep. Like if Frankie, if they give Frankie the game and he goes out and he plays great, great. That's that's also acceptable. Take wins where you can find them, man. Definitely. And if if Grubauer, I don't know. I I would start Frankie because I'm fair-minded that way and i think frankie deserves it but i would understand if they were like hey grower is great yeah let's see if we can just turn that into him uh that into that being a rhythm for him i'd have no complaints either way um it's fine 
couple other questions before we wrap up the show. Uh, if injuries occur, could Byram be that guy? I doubt it. Yeah. He's defenseman number 10, basically. You know, I, I swear, if they if they played Anton Lindholm ahead of him, I would be so frustrated. I mean, if look, presumably Connaughton is one. And Timmons two. And Timmons two with Barbario probably three. And that's only because that's what we saw out of camp. Yeah. That's what I mean in the exhibition game, those were the guys that they played. So I mean, yeah, if, whether they're playing Anton Lindholm at four or Byram at four as the for the fourth man up, things have gotten desperate for the abs at that point. Yeah. That's true. Um it would it would take it would take multiple injuries to get there. At this point, Timmons Tim and Timmons should be ahead of him on that. Yeah, one hundred percent based on camp. Yeah, I mean he just outplayed him. He's he's got pro experience. He's got he's checked all the boxes in terms of proper development here. He's checked all the boxes. Now all he's doing is waiting for opportunity on a good team. Yep. So soon enough it will come, whether it be playoffs or not. Uh, Henry asks, what if Colorado versus Vegas in the Western Conference Finals? It means they made the Conference Finals. Sign yeah, me up. Exactly. At, uh, I don't really I'd care who that. the Avs play in the Conference Finals. And yeah, Vegas I, particularly, know, I think, would be I would. Bad. I would sort of love that, but I would also sort of be like, look, you're an expansion franchise that now has been in the Conference Finals two of your first three years. It's getting Stop a little it. old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like them losing in brutal fashion in the first round last year felt like. All right, now you're a hockey team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like now your fan base understands what's up. Yeah. Now you guys understand what the rest of us have to deal with. Yeah. Um. But ultimately, like if that happened, I think that would be a great series. I think that might be where this is headed, and it would be a hell of a lot of fun. JT asks, where are the practices at? I believe they're in the Oilers practicing facilities, which are attached to the building. They've got they've got a bunch of different sheets of ice that they're rotating around and using. Yep. All I know is that the abs have uh enough practice time at where at whatever wherever they're doing it that uh they are running both of their groups every day. Yep. So they're running the main practice and then they're running the black aces. So they have they have ice if they need it, basically. Yeah. Uh, last question, Cygnus asks: Do you think we'll see any new people in the lineup tomorrow, like LOC? Maybe. No. Um, you think I keep it the same? I I would think Nieto's got a good chance. Um, but otherwise, I wouldn't. I would not. I know that there are guys who didn't play very well. Um, Burakovsky for sure. But you're not taking him out of the lineup, though. right? Yeah. You're not. You're not going to sit him. Uh, after a game, no, no, not that's not that conversation, is what yeah. I'm saying. It's it's like you maybe not on the top line, or maybe he has a shorter leash in game, but that's not a guy that you're just pulling out of the lineup. If the Avs win this game and they're 2 0, they guarantee them a top two seed. I think it's a conversation for maybe the third game of the round, Robin. You could well, and it would kind of depend on what happens after that, right? Right. Like, um, because they don't have, because if they're 2-0 and St. Louis wins, 
I mean, I don't think it won't matter either way, right? Because yeah. if St. Louis wins, then Dallas or then uh, Vegas loses. So either way, they have someone like, and they'll play Vegas if they're two zero for the third game. Yeah, and so yeah. either way, they'll be playing for the one seed if they beat Dallas. Yeah, well, and just the schedule being that the Avs and Vegas play before. St. Louis, yeah, Dallas. So you won't know the result. Yeah, they will. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that they would get. I don't think they could get too cute. I yeah. LLC may not even be their fourteenth guy. Yeah. Anyway, he should be, but I'm not. You know, no need to get into that on this yeah. pod. Anyway, it's like we said that the goalies on this one, man. The, why mess with a good thing here? Definitely. And like with the forward core, like nothing's like this is working out. Yep. It's it's gone good, pretty man. darn well for the Avs so far. So on that note, wouldn't mess with the defense and any of that. Yeah. Wrap it up here as the Avs continue through their round robin and the play in rounds start to head towards their ends. But other than that, Manscaped is your go-to place when you're sitting around watching hockey, have nothing to do, you know what? You can shave your balls while you watch. Get 20% off with code DNVR20 and free shipping as well when you head to manscaped.com to check out. And you can use all of their amazing products, whether it be the Lawnmower 3.0 with the LED light on it to see all the cracks and crevices you need to get into, as well as everything else in their perfect package, whether it be the Shears 2.0, a luxury four-piece nail kit for tempered stainless steel tools, whether you need tweezers, whether you just need nail clippers, whether you want to get your nails did. It's even for the ladies as well. They got you covered top to bottom. Get your breath mints, get your cologne, manscaped.com. No, no super awesome transition today, but you know, it, it was going to be hard to top my last one. So we just got to get this one over and done with, but be sure to check out manscaped.com. Thank you everyone for watching or listening. However you consume the podcast, y'all know the drill. We will be back tomorrow with another live post game pod from the DNVR bar, I believe. So enjoy the game and we will talk to you guys then.